from MPB Think Radio. This is In Legal Terms, the show all about you and your rights. I'm Sherita Brent here with Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. Today we'll talk about consumer protection laws and your rights as a consumer when it comes to the Internet and your finances. What legal protections are there for buying online? How can you protect yourself from identity theft? What are your rights when it comes to using ATM machines? You can give us a call today at 877-MPB-RING with any questions or comments you might have. That's 877-672-7464 or email legalterms at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. This is a show all about you and your rights. I'm Sherita Brent here with Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. And today we're going to talk about some con- consumer protection laws and your rights as a consumer when it comes to the Internet and your finances, what you choose to buy on the Internet. What legal protections are there for buying online? How can you protect your yourself from identity theft? What are your rights when it comes to using ATM machines? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have any questions or comments. That's 877 877- 672-7464 or email legalterms at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Professor Gershon. How are you today? Doing great, Sharita. How are you? Doing very well. A uh, little disappointed about the Cowboys' loss this weekend, uh, so I'm, I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> well, that's, I, I actually am a Falcon fan, so... Uh, ah, success. You know, have, ...have been for 51 years. Um, wow. And, and it's not too many uh, moments to celebrate, so I'm hoping that... Uh, Sorry to Packer fans out there. I'm hoping they can beat the Packers this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I was rooting for Dak. Uh, I honestly was. But uh, so t- today we're going to be talking about something that's uh, not um, – well, it's interesting. The, the legal news that we're going to be talking about, um, uh, aside from football and, and all that competitiveness, there's some serious things going on uh, with this – uh, presidential election and the inauguration coming up. Uh, there's some news on the political front that some lawmakers are actually going to be boycotting the inauguration. And they've released tweets about why they aren't coming. Uh, some of them uh, have said that after revelations of Russia's alleged meddling in 2016 election and uh, Donald Trump's rebuke of civil rights icon John Lewis, uh, this is a report from CNN, many have decided that they're going to be boycotting and some even protesting. Um, so first of all, my question to you, Professor Gershon, is Is it a requirement for lawmakers and senators and uh, anybody um, on in, in the political realm to attend the inauguration, or is it uh, optional? Well, Sarita, it's certainly not a requirement. I mean, uh, there, there's uh, been lawmakers who have stayed out of certain votes and not uh, not come to the floor uh, during votes out of protest. Um, but same same thing with the inauguration. But, you know, it is part of our uh, peaceful transition of power in this country. And so, you know, that's one thing that we, we pride ourselves on in, in the United States is that we don't have revolutions other than if you think about a, a, a vote every four years. Um, it's important that certainly that the, uh, the investigation into what happened with Russia hacking into our election, that's a really important uh, 
uh, I think, uh, investigation that needs to go on. It's being uh, carried on by a congressional committee that's made up of members of both parties. And that, that's important to the, to the long-term health of our democracy. We can't have foreign powers interfering with our elected process. And so certainly that, that could affect, uh, you know, how people view uh, the election. Uh, but, you know, they're two, to me, they're two separate separate issues. Mm-hmm. Um, there there have been many, many people to, to release some tweets. Uh, New York Representative Yvette Clark said, I will not attend the inauguration of Donald Trump when you insult Representative John Lewis, you insult America. Uh, so, I mean, lots of people feel very strongly about this. And I'm just wondering, is this unprecedented? I mean, has in the past, has this ever happened, folks boycotting or protesting the inauguration of a, a president? Not that I'm aware of to this extent. I mean, this is this is uh, unprecedented, and you know the the remarks about John Lewis were certainly uh, ill-timed and, and ill ill-considered, in my opinion. Uh, Representative Lewis was a speaker at our graduation at the law school three years ago, and he was uh, magnificent. Is the only way to describe it. Uh, you know, it's hard to, hard to find a reason to uh, to be critical of him. And I, I you know I grew up in Atlanta, and I grew up in the fifth fifth district uh, that he represents. So. Uh, there were also comments made about that district uh, that were um, not not well considered, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, if you have any thoughts on that, listeners, uh, do you think it is uh, disrespectful or unpatriotic, in a sense, uh, for lawmakers not to attend the inauguration of uh, Donald Trump? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING uh, if you'd like to. But we're going to be talking about today uh, a very good topic, I think, Professor Gershon, consumer protection laws and consumer rights, and particularly when it comes to issues of the Internet and people buying off the Internet. Uh, but if we could just establish some background first, um, as in Mississippi, who oversees consumer protection laws and rights here? Well, mostly it's done by private attorneys on behalf of private clients, to be honest. But uh, the Attorney General's office does have uh, authority uh, to protect consumers, but the Attorney General can only sue to prevent uh, unfair or deceptive business practices occurring statewide and affecting large numbers of people. So, you know, they're, they're, that's a much bigger issue when the attorney general is involved and, and, and sues. Um, so typically consumer protection issues really do come uh, to clients going to lawyers and, and having their rights protected. Uh, you know, one, one example of an attorney general suing, uh, you know, to, uh, to attack a, a fraudulent or deceptive business practices occurring in Arizona, uh, they're suing the company Theranos, which was a uh, – a company that was started to do uh, blood testing, you know, kind of in, in Walgreens and places like that. And it turned out that um, the uh, tests were fraudulent. Mm. So uh, now, you know, there, there are a lot of suits against that company, and that's where the attorney general would prevent, uh, would be involved in, in a lawsuit. So the crimes typically have to affect a large amount of people. It can't be just one or two people uh, having suffered from something. It has to be a, a huge group of people who have been impacted. That's right. And those usually occur then with things like, you know, wide-scale things like that Theranos organization that's mainly affected the western states, California and Arizona. But, you know, things like if somebody was using the Internet to scam people and that affected a lot of people in Mississippi, that would be a situation where the attorney general could get involved. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we have a couple calls. Laurie is in Memphis, and I think she has a comment on our uh, opening story about uh, many of the, the lawmakers deciding to protest uh, President Trump's uh, inauguration. Good morning to you, Laurie. What do you have for us today? 
Hi, I just wanted to say that I strongly support uh, Congressman Lewis as well as uh, Steve Cohen from here in Memphis for their, uh, I think, patriotism in boycotting the inauguration and standing up to what can, I think, be considered an illegitimate president-elect. Okay. All right, Laurie, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. And, and that word in particular came up. Uh, I think uh, uh, Representative John Lewis may have referred to um, President Trump and was talking about the legitimacy or the lack thereof uh, of his uh, presidency. And uh, many made the comparison that, you know, uh, Trump was the one to kind of fuel some of these birther uh, scandals when it came to President Obama, and there were lots of questionings of his legitimacy too. So people people are basically saying what John Lewis said wasn't that bad. Uh, but but your thoughts on uh, Lori's comments, Professor Gershon, and this whole legitimacy idea? Well, that's a that's a that's a tough one, and you know certainly um, I I am going to wait for the congressional uh, hearings, you know, or, or, and and investigation really on what actually happened with Russia. And what happened, uh, you know, with the hacking, uh, to make any kind of conclusion that way. I mean, I certainly have my political beliefs. I'm probably people know what they are, you know, just from listening to the show. But I, I, my political beliefs really don't matter. But I, what really is important to me is um, what took place by a foreign power uh, in interfering with our government and our, our election process. That, that's to me, is really a hugely important issue. That's much more important than who goes to the inauguration or not. So those things involving Russia uh, are still being investigated? There haven't been uh, any official results released yet? Not, not yet. And uh, mm-hmm. they are being investigated, and again, by a uh, bipartisan committee. And, and because I think, I think Congress is taking this seriously. You know, if we, if we think about one of the most important rights we have as citizens is our right to vote, uh, one of the most important uh, processes we have is the election process, it needs to be legitimate. People need to trust that it's legitimate. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think this investigation needs to be taken seriously, and it may take some time. All right. Rick is in Grand Bay with a, a comment about the uh, peaceful transition of power, I believe. Good morning, Rick. What do you have for us today? I don't see no peaceful transition at all on both sides. Uh, from what I understand, even, even uh, Trump even refuses to sit in uh, on, uh, on uh, security uh, meetings and uh, he wants the press to love him, but he he keeps on lashing out at him. Three o'clock in the morning, tweeting policy over Twitter. I mean, it's just a mess, man. I've never seen anything like this. Nothing like this. And from what I I've been keeping up with it pretty much. You listen to the heads of state around the world; they have no respect for this man at all. I think they respect the office, and it's. Not very good for our country, I really don't think. And um, I hope we come out shining with this Russia thing. I really do. I, I hate to see that he gets his... I I mean, I hope that he succeeds because he's our president. Personally, I don't, I don't like him at all. I, I, I respect the office of the president, but I just don't I just don't see us coming out looking good at the out of any of this. But um, it doesn't seem to be... On both sides, there's no there's no peaceful transition at all. Uh, with that, I'll, I'll I'll just close. Have a good day. Thank you, Rick, for your call. We really do appreciate it, uh, Professor Gershon. Any thoughts? Rick did bring up the idea of uh, tweeting policy, uh, which 
seems to be uh, something that that may be uh, common uh, in a in a Trump presidency. Uh, many in his uh, camp have said that uh, that's his way to go past the media and just communicate directly to the people. Um, so that is an, an interesting technique, to say the least. Any thoughts on Rick Rick's comments? Well, I, I think you know one is just a peaceful. A peaceful. I don't disagree that this has been a disruptive process, um, certainly, but that doesn't mean it's not not peaceful in a relative sense. I mean, if you look at uh, the revolutions that take place in other countries, you know, we're talking about bloody revolutions where, you know, one uh, maybe uh, ruling uh, person is overthrown by by another uh, you know, party. We look at what's happening in the Middle East, for example. So in a relative term, I mean, our, our system really is a peaceful transition. Now, peace in this country doesn't always come, you know, with, with uh, quietly. And so disruption is not necessarily a sign that we're not, you know, having a peaceful transition. It's not a, it, it may not be a, an easy transition. It may not be completely successful at this point, but but it's certainly um, it's it's not armed. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we have Jerry to go to. We do have some lines open. Uh, we're talking about consumer protection laws and your rights as a consumer. Uh, we'll get into identity theft and issues, legal issues of the internet. When we get back, how can you protect yourself online when you are shopping? Uh, have you been a victim of identity theft? You need some assistance. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. Additionally, if you have any thoughts on our opening story about lawmakers choosing to protest or not attend the inauguration, do you think it is unpatriotic, disrespectful, or okay, give us a call, 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING or email legal terms at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent, joined today by Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. And today we're talking about consumer protection laws and your rights as a consumer when it comes to the Internet, identity theft, buying things online. We'll even get into your rights when it comes to using ATM machines. And uh, Professor Gershon, before we get back to the calls, I wanted to ask um, really quickly when it comes to consumer rights, are there particular legal protections when it comes to buying things online? You know, Sharita, it's um, yes and no. And a part of it is that people just need to, to be protective of themselves and to use good mm-hmm. sense. I mean, and that's you know, been that way uh, before it was online. It was phone orders and, and mail orders. And, and my wife and I still joke about some of the disappointments we had when we were kids sending in, you know, getting mail order walkie-talkies and x-ray specs and things like that, you know, that, that to some extent there's a little bit of the buyer beware when you're buying something sight unseen. Um, and so we, we do have to protect ourselves. But if, if, you, if you've been uh, scammed by someone online, certainly, uh, you know, then it's a time to talk to, to a lawyer. If somebody has um, promised something and not delivered, then it's time to, to talk to a lawyer. But, but a lot of that, you know, you really need to do some investigation up front because, uh, you know, if you if you uh, see a company online and you've never heard of it before and you're buying something from them, 
you know, it's possible that company may not be there the next day. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, we do have a couple comments on our opening story, uh, which was about lawmakers who were choosing to boycott and protest the inauguration of Donald Trump. And uh, we just wanted to know if you thought that might be unpatriotic, disrespectful, or if you thought it is perfectly okay. Jerry is a Newton with a comment for us. Good morning, Jerry. What do you have for us today? Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. There are so many questions uh, surrounding the election that uh, I'm of the radical opinion that the inauguration should be postponed in Mr. Trump's word until our legislators find out what the hell is going on. Um, the, the, okay, Jerry. Okay, Jerry, that's an, uh, an interesting thought um, to postpone the election. I, I really didn't think about that, but uh, you do share some of the concerns of, of folks that I've, I've heard very often. Uh, Professor Gershon, um, what do you think about that? Is that possible to, to postpone the election? Well, you know, Jerry, that's a good comment. I, I, you know, po- certainly possible, but think about, you know, there are a lot of people who really have very little to do with, with uh, Trump himself who are, you know, going to the inauguration uh, school bands and, and, you know, people like that who, for them, it's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime trip to go to Washington and be part of something like this. They've made plans. You know, so to postpone it would affect a lot of people. And and really, in the, at the end of the day, the inauguration is just a ceremony. Um, you know, but, you know, if, 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 the, if there's been something untoward done, if something illegal has happened, I mean, then, then you have an impeachment process after the person is, is president. I mean, there are, things, there are steps that can, measures that can be taken, but you know, I, I think postponing the ceremony itself would would ca- probably cause more harm than good. All right, Jerry, thank you so much for your call. We do appreciate it. Uh, we go next to Carmen, who's in, uh, I think it's pronounced Macon, with a comment. Good morning, Carmen. What do you have for us today? Uh, yes, how are you this morning? Doing well. Um, I had heard about whether it's unprecedented or not for lawmakers to boycott an inauguration. Mm-hmm. And in 1972, Richard Nixon's second inauguration, there were more than 100 lawmakers who said they were going to boycott. Some of them did actually go, but that is even more than there is at this point on this inauguration. All right. That's an interesting fact. I I don't think I was aware of that. Uh, Professor Gerson, what about you? I wasn't, Carmen. Thank you for that. And, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, in in 72, I – really um, was probably not paying as much attention as I should. Now, I think 40 uh, lawmakers have said they were going to boycott this election. So, you know, the boycott of Nixon's election was a much greater number, uh, for sure. All right. Uh, Thank you so much for that uh, call, Carmen. We appreciate it. Uh, All right. So, uh, Professor Gershon, today we are talking about uh, consumer protection laws and your rights as a consumer. And we we started with uh, legal issues and the Internet. And so if you're listening this morning, uh, you have any questions or comments about your rights when it comes to purchasing things off the Internet, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. Are there any particular things that you practice, like only shopping from familiar websites? Uh, Have you ever been uh, conned or taken advantage of on the Internet and you want to know what your rights? Are you can call us at 877 MPB ring. If you have any questions or comments about identity theft, how to avoid it, how you avoid it, 877-672-7464 is the number. We do have a few lines open if you want to join the conversation. Uh, so, Professor Gershon, <clears throat> um, what about substitute goods when it comes to legal issues on the Internet? Well, again, yeah, one of the, the issues with buying something on the Internet is you're not really always 
sure, uh, unless you buy from a reputable company that you've dealt with before, you're not always sure you're going to get what you, you paid for. And uh, if you, one thing you want to make sure is you read ahead of time what their return policy is. You want to make sure you read ahead of time what, um, you know, what it, process they have for getting the product back if it's not what you asked for or whether they have a right to substitute for something else. Um, you know, I buy my running shoes online from a company that I feel really, really comfortable with, and they have a great return policy that if I try the shoes on and don't like them, I can send them back at their cost. I'm real happy with that. But, you know, it could be that, you know, they send me the wrong shoes. If they didn't have a, a proper you know, return policy, if I didn't know anything about the company, I may end up just uh, having to eat those shoes. So you really need to make sure uh, when you are online shopping that you're, 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 you have a company that's reputable, that's been around for a while. Uh, you can read online, you know, what their reputation is. There are a lot of reviews out there. But even those you've got to take with a little bit of a grain of salt because, you know, you've got to think about, one, they could have people paid to write good reviews about mm-hmm. the company. So, you know, word of mouth, knowing, you know, making sure that you have a company that you, you know is good. I mean, most of us don't read the disclaimers. Right, uh, that because they're too long. <laughs> they're too long and they're too detailed and they're written by people like me. And, and you know, and it really, they're, they're designed to protect the company. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you at least know what their policies are that directly affect you. Uh, you know, one of the things that you probably give up, and, you know, if you really have a problem with a company, I say see a lawyer. Um, and, if you know, one of the things that you probably give up when you're dealing with these companies online is your right to, you're, you're waiving your right to a trial, a jury trial, uh, probably having to go through uh, mandatory arbitration. They usually have arbitration agreements in there. So you probably give up some rights just by, by shopping online. Yeah, you, you mentioned reviews. I was looking uh, at some reviews on something earlier today, and instead of just dwelling on all the good reviews at the top, I went straight to all the poor reviews, and I found a, an extremely common thread about this particular item. Uh, people had the same complaints about it in the, the bad reviews, so it, it is beneficial to just go and look at the bad reviews. I mean, the good ones, take those into consideration as well, but do look at some of the bad ones because very often uh, you will see some common complaints in there that may make you rethink purchasing that item. So uh, that that's a good idea. Um, exactly. And, you know, that's our, that really is the power that we have with these companies because they'll respond to social media. They right. really will. Um, we, we had an issue with, with a treadmill and uh, uh, really could, it was hard to get in touch with the company, you know, waited on the phone, posted something on their, their Facebook site and got them responding quickly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they don't want that bad. They don't, they don't want bad reviews. They don't want that bad information out there. So we do, we do have some power to kind of, before you go to a lawyer, try to, try to you know, get the company to respond and help you. Yeah, I remember one time I complained about my Wi-Fi service on Facebook. And, I mean, within minutes, uh, they had responded on Twitter and sent somebody out to my home. So, to be honest, that, that social media, um, you know, posting on social media, you, you could probably get a quicker response that way because they do not like bad press. So that's a thought. Um, let's see. Willie is in Collins, and I think he has a, a comment on our opening story about lawmakers' uh, decision to boycott and protest the inauguration of Donald Trump. Good morning, Willie. What do you have for us today? I just want to tell you that I think the lawmakers are right. You know, some things that are just right, and you can't make them wrong. I think that President-elect Trump should think about how he did President Obama about that birth of things. What goes around will come around. He's just getting a dose of his own medicine. 
All right. Interesting thought there, Willie. Um, just yesterday, Professor Gershon, I saw some tweets resurface from Donald Trump. I think it was 2012. And they were definitely in opposition to President Obama. Um, they, there were calls uh, to not let this happen, happen meaning his uh, his election, uh, re-election then. So uh, Willie makes an interesting point there. Do you have any additional thoughts? No, I think Willie's absolutely right. I mean, it, it does come around and it, what goes around comes around. I mean, we live in a country where we have free speech and we have right to freely express and even be critical of our president. And, and you know, I'm, I'm happy we have those freedoms. And uh, in this case, you know, we have somebody who is critical of the previous president saying that his uh, election was not legitimate, um, despite birth certificates, despite proof otherwise. You know, I, this one, I don't know whether it's legitimate or not until we, until we actually have some evidence. Uh, and, I, and I'll wait to, wait to make that decision uh, you know, after we have the evidence. But still, I mean, it, it does seem like, you know, you, you, people who live in glass houses, you know, and that's not a legal principle, but it's certainly a principle we ought to think about. All right. Uh, Mike is in Jackson, has a comment about consumers. Good morning, Mike. What do you have for us today? Uh, yes, hello? Hey. Yeah. Yes, uh, I got a comment on that consumer uh, thing. Yes, uh, go ahead. My grandfather used to have a, uh, an old saying from uh, P.T. Barnum. I don't know you all remember him. He was the circus guy, and mm-hmm. he used to say, don't believe everything you see. The best thing is when you got it in your hand, you can try it. That's why we got all these companies coming to us. We got Walmart, Target, and stuff. You actually got the actual product in your hand. There ain't no sending it back or anything like that. You're going to make sure it fits. You make sure it works. That's what makes our country strong because we can actually see and feel the products that we make. All right, Mike, and uh, I, I am uh, in line with your grandfather there. I do not do a lot of shopping online, especially f- uh, for clothes and shoes. Like you said, I want to be able to feel the texture and, and see if it's comfortable or not. So I agree with your grandfather. Thank you uh, so much, Mike. We appreciate it. Um, but Professor Gershon, you know, this is a new day and age. And I know my mom does lots of online shopping and she just trusts that things are going to fit. Um, but do you think uh, it's a pretty fair process when people get things online legally? You know, can they return these things if, if they don't fit? And uh, what, what's the process there? Well, that's, you know, that, again, that's why I think it's really important to read the website because it depends on the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I deal with companies. I do buy things online, but I always, you know, buy from companies that I know I can trust and, and um, you know, where I've had, uh, you know, a good track record. And, you know, usually things like shoes, running shoes, you know, I'm at an age where my feet aren't going to get smaller or bigger. So I know what size I wear. I know what kind of shoes I like. So that, you know, that's pretty easy to do. Um, but, you know, when you talk about something, you know, like uh, clothes or things like that, then uh, you want to make sure the return policy is not going to, you know, you're not going to have to pay a lot of money to send, send your item back if it doesn't fit. Uh, and you, you want to make sure that the company uh, is, is legitimate. And so I think, you know, doing some research, uh, you know, talking to friends, uh, very important. Things often sound better than they are online. Yeah. All right. Joseph is in Brookhaven, has a question about identity theft. Good morning, Joseph. What do you have for us today? Okay. This, uh, I went to a doctor, okay. I was prescribed for medicine, mm-hmm. and the doctor gave me a free sample. But when I went to get the free sample, somebody else had got the free sample in my name. So I went back and checked at the drugstore. They said it came to somebody had just... When they signed for the medicine, they just they didn't even sign nothing like me. They just scribbled something out. They told me from getting a free sample. They said somebody got some medicine in my in my name, but I'm even knowing about it. Oh, 
Well, that's unfortunate. Um, hmm, Professor Gershon, any thoughts on that? Well, you know, that's a couple of things. One, it seems like to me that those are one. If you, usually, if you go back to the doctor um, and, and explain that to the doctor, I, I know a lot of doctors who would say, "Okay, well, let me let me get you another free sample." Uh, if they if they can't do that, it does seem like if the if the drugstore admits that they gave the medicine to somebody else inappropriately, then the drugstore probably ought to do the right thing as well. Um, well I, I imagine you don't have to like show an ID or anything if it's a free sample. You should. Usually, the way I, I've gotten free samples is the doctor just has them in their office and gives them directly to me. Mm-hmm. Now, this might be something where the doctor had to write a prescription that, uh, and then there was like a you know free sample included with the prescription. I, I'm not sure you know what Joseph's uh, situation was exactly, but if he had to pick it up from the pharmacy, it really seemed like the pharmacy would require ID. I have to give uh, with my pharmacy. You know, some you know, like what my my address is, or something that that uh, identifies me, my birthday, so they know that I'm really me and not somebody else trying to pick up my medicine. Right. So I mean, I you know, I, I but again, you know, this is you know, not something you would go to a lawyer over a free sample, but certainly I would go back to the pharmacy and say, hey, you know, I mean, this is you, you guys made the mistake. It seems like to me you ought to ought to you know make it right by me or the doctor, uh, because Joseph clearly needs the medicine, and, and the doctor wanted him to have the free sample. All right, Joseph, thank you so much for your call, and uh, good luck to you uh, getting that free sample. We need to take a quick break, and we get back. We have a couple calls to get to, and we have a couple lines open. If you have any questions or comments about uh, your rights as a consumer, uh, any legal protections for buying online, have you had a bad situation buying something online, you need to know your rights, have you been a victim of identity theft and need some advice in that situation, give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to legal terms at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. Today we're talking about consumer protection laws and your rights as a consumer. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can call us at 877-MPB-RING. We've also been getting your thoughts on our opening story, which was uh, how do you feel about uh, certain lawmakers uh, protesting and boycotting Donald Trump's inauguration. We've gotten lots of comments on that. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones. Uh, Mary and Fairhope has a comment. Good morning, Mary. What do you have for us today? Well, I have a little problem about respecting the man who has made such outrageous comments about women as he has. Um, it was fine to grab them anywhere because he's a star. Hello. Mm. That, that doesn't fit. I can respect the office, and I do. But I, I do not care for this character. <laughs> I also, in uh, response to the gentleman who uh, had a problem with his pharmacy, mm-hmm. it just makes me think again how nice it is to have some remaining individual pharmacies 
where they know I'm me when I walk in the door. <laughs> oh, that's so, a good point. That's all I got. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Mary. And uh, Professor Gershon, Mary expressed you know, something I've heard many people say that they're torn between, you know, respecting the office of the president and the person that's uh, coming into office. Um, and I think that's many people's choice to to be torn and, and kind of uh, contemplative about these things. Well, I think it's good. I mean, it shows people are thinking. And, and you know, and um, yeah, the respecting the office is, is, is one thing. But I think we, we need to be, all of us, always, whoever the leader is, be critical of our leadership and, and really Critical, not you know necessarily always just in a negative way, but really you know analyzing what they do, thinking about what they do, um, holding them accountable because they are public servants. You know, the president is a public servant, just like uh, somebody who's on city council is a public servant. Uh, and if they cross over into self-service, then I think you know that's where we need to hold them accountable. And as a public servant, uh, they have to step into a different role. You know, whatever role the person had before they were president or on the city council, they, they have a duty uh, to the people they serve, and, uh, and their behavior really does, uh, is, is part of that duty. All right, uh, we're going to stay on the phones. We have a lot to get to. Jerry is in Madison. Uh, good morning, Jerry. What do you have for us today? Two questions uh, for the professor regarding the code associated with or associated with commerce. Do you often, or much of what you talk about with respect to penalty or remedy or uh, whatever injury does it fall when in terms in terms of commerce does it fall under the UCC? Well, the Uniform Co- uh, Commercial Code is uh, something that has been adopted by the state of Mississippi, and that is that the Uniform Commercial Code was actually written uh, to try to have a systemized process of what happens when there's a an issue uh, in commerce. So yes, I mean it would fall under the UCC. Um, what? If it's a good, you know, goods goods fall under the UCC, so sale of goods uh, certainly would. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jerry. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, so I, that was a, a particular thing I hadn't thought of. You're saying the per- dealing in goods falls under the UCC. Okay, that's good. Right, so uh, services you- services typically fall under something else, and you know, it, but you know, if we're talking about buying goods over the Internet, you know, they, they're, uh, the, the UCC certainly would be uh, – would be you know have a role in that, uh, and uh, you know um, there's uh, the you know the UCC covers sales of goods. It covers uh, uh, secure transactions as well, which are really uh, liens against property that are, are purchased, property that's purchased. So if you bought you know a, a refrigerator um, and bought it, uh, financed that refrigerator, that would be covered by the UCC as well. All right, Jerry, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Hopefully that information was helpful to you. We are going to stay on the phones going next to Robert in Meridian. who has a question about an insurance policy. Good morning, Robert. What do you have for us today? Yes, good morning, folks. Hey. Um, uh, last week, uh, in response to the notification from my homeowner's insurance uh, company that my premium was due, I went into the office with my check already made out many, many hundreds of dollars, and because I was in a rush, I'm, I'm vision impaired. And normally, uh, anything that I sign or any legal document, I pull out my pocket magnifier. Thank you, uh, Mississippi Department of Rehab Services for the Blind. And I read it. But because my transportation was sitting in the parking lot, I rushed out with this receipt after giving this check. Late that evening, I made my coffee, sat down, reviewed the receipt, 
And here is the last line in bold black print on the receipt for these hundreds of dollars that I handed these people. This, uh, this receipt is not, is, is not a guarantee of coverage by the insurance company or by this agent, period. Hmm. So my question is, since their notification of the premium being due and me paying in full, this wasn't a partial payment. I could understand if, you know, I'm paying it quarterly or biannually, but this was a payment in full. If this receipt indicating that they received my money for a year's coverage, you know, to extend the policy from last year's, uh, isn't a guarantee of coverage by the company, then what is? Hmm. Well, that's a, I mean, it's a good question, Robert. I, you know, um, I would have to see what the what the company's policy was on that. But, but I think maybe you know, just trying to read between the lines here, maybe what they're really saying is until the check clears. Yeah, because just because you give them a check doesn't mean necessarily the check is going to clear, and that would be the time in which then your coverage would would continue. Uh, because you have a good relationship with them, I imagine you've been probably with that company for a while. I mean, that you know that they, that may be what they put on every receipt. But you know, if you're if you're going to write a check, then it it is fair that the company uh, has to wait until the check actually clears before the coverage uh, is continued. All right, Robert. Uh, thank you so much for your call. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to stay on the phones. We go next to uh, Barbara Ann, who's in Gulfport and uh, has a comment about our opening story. Good morning, Barbara. What do you have for us? Uh, yes. Uh, I was just wondering about Trump. Um, am I the only one that recognizes his ill behavior as being ADD or ADHD because he strikes me as being uh, mentally unstable, having these symptoms that are so obvious. He is quite narcissistic sociopath. He entered that campaign more like contest. Because at the end of it, he's saying, I won, I won. Okay, he won the contest. It isn't like it sunk in that he was running for presidency. But now attacking everyone uh, and realizing that he is going to be president, I think he's looking to be rescued from the position because he knows himself he can't handle it and if he's rescued and impeached then it's not his fault it's uh, the uh, people's fault that he's impeached when in realist realism he knows he can't handle the job he's looking to be rescued in the beginning, yeah, it was fun. It was a contest. I won. I won. The man has serious symptoms of being mentally unstable. 
Well, well, Barbara Ann, you definitely are not the first to attempt to uh, diagnose him with something. But um, uh, from all that you said, I've heard many people talking about, oh, well, you know, he he needs to get impeached. But uh, Professor Gershon, I'm just curious, how does somebody get impeached? I mean, uh, it it has I know it's probably happened like once or twice ever, but uh, I'm just curious about that. the, The impeachment process, not that I want anybody to be impeached. I'm just wondering because I hear people just loosely throwing it around and I don't think they know, you know, what it actually means. Well, impeachment process itself doesn't mean removed from office either. Uh, it, you know, the impeachment process is really uh, a, a calling into question the integrity or validity of something. So in some ways, you know, not in the official sense, there are a lot of people already impeaching him. But um, impeachment is a process that really is uh, something that would start in Congress. And, uh, in fact, the process was started uh, in the, when Bill Clinton was president. Um, it's, uh, you know, uh, if the, but typically you want the official to be charged with unlawful activity. Uh, and if they're convicted in an impeachment trial, then it typically leads to removal from the office. So, you know, that would be something that would, um, would, would take some time uh, and would take some process. Now, the, good, the thing that we have in our country that protects all of us, uh, whether you're president, whether you're, uh, you know, a, just a, a citizen like us, you know, we uh, cannot be convicted of crimes without a process. Similarly, we can't be removed from office without a process. So it would take, it would take some process. Um, and um, I'm not, Barbara Ann, I, I'm not in a position to, to, to give diagnoses. You know, I, I don't necessarily disagree with what you said. But I think, you know, the, 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 now that, you know, when someone, someone is president, there is a process for their removal. We have checks and balances on their power. We have a lot of built-in protections in our system, in our country. Uh, and, you know, we just have to hope that they, that they work and trust that they'll work. All right. Thank you so much for your call, Barbara Ann. We need to take our final break. We get back. uh, We'll continue the discussion and we'll talk a little bit more about your rights as a consumer. Uh, We'll talk about ATM machines and the law. Uh, What kinds of ATM fees are unreasonable? What can you do, if anything, about them? Uh, Should you save the receipts of each transaction? We've been talking about uh, consumer protection laws and also our opening story was about uh, President-elect Donald Trump and some people deciding to boycott his inauguration. We've been getting your thoughts on that as well. Still some time to join the conversation. 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464 or email legalterms at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. 
I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. And we've been talking about a couple things, uh, your rights as a consumer when it comes to buying things off the Internet. Uh, we talked about identity theft. And we also opened the show by talking about some lawmakers' uh, decision to boycott uh, the inauguration of President-elect Donald Trump. And Carl is in uh, Anguilla. I don't know if I'm saying that right, Mississippi, with a comment about this boycotting thing. Good morning, Carl. What do you have for us? Yes, I have a comment concerning um, the lawmakers boycotting um, the inauguration. Okay. This is a democratic society. That is their prerogative. But now, I'm not, a, I'm not fond of Donald. But... We have to have common sense. The people spoke. The electoral college spoke. So, I mean, we have a crystal ball on what he's going to do. I know he's ill on certain subjects, but the people spoke. And everybody has a problem with Donald. I understand that. But that is the office of the president. I think they should attend. Okay. I have to say. All right, Carl. Thank you for your uh, comment. We appreciate it. Professor Gershon, your thoughts? Well, I, I, I appreciate Carl's thoughts as well. And, and uh, you know, it, it's a tough call for some people. And, and uh, you know, I think um, really that's why we allow people to have different opinions, different uh, beliefs, different consciousness, you know, different th- things that they believe in and, and are, are strong about. And, and, uh, and how we express those uh, in a free society, so it could be by boycotting the inauguration. It could be by protest, protesting in other ways. You know, those rights are essential to our democracy, and they're essential to holding our uh, leaders accountable, whoever our leaders are. Yeah. Well, we have uh, just a few minutes here, Professor Gershon. Uh, we wanted to talk about the ATM machines, which means automatic teller machines and the law. Um, you know, sometimes you may go to a place where it is not the machine that's associated with your bank. And the fee is like five dollars to get twenty dollars out. Uh, so when it comes to things like that as a consumer, uh, is, does it come to a point where where fees are unreasonable enough to report them to some kind of consumer agency? Um well, not really. I mean, you know, you have to read the fees ahead of time before you use that machine. Don't use, there are enough ATM machines that you, you know, don't use a machine if the fee is, is high. Uh, if you, you know, I wouldn't go to a bank that charged me an ATM uh, fee to use their machines, you know, my bank's machines, because it's actually easier for the bank. There are less paper transactions that they have to deal with if you're using online or, or uh, ATM transactions. So some of that, again, comes back to being a smart consumer Reading uh, what the fee is, you know, I, I will not use an ATM machine in a, you know, in a place that's not my bank if the fee is $3, for example. That, to mm-hmm. me, seems ridiculous because it's not costing them that much. So some of that really is on us. Um, uh, you know, and you, you don't, but you've know, you got to know the fee before you use the machine. Right. That's really important. Uh, so is it recommended to save the receipts of each ATM transaction? Um, until you reconcile your account, I think you should. I mean, my, my wife is much better about it than I am, and she, you know, that, but, and she will go through our credit cards and, and our ATM receipts and things like that to make sure that it was us that used them. But I think, you know, just to, unless you have a great memory, uh, you know, uh, you, you find yourself reconstructing what you did, um, having the receipts is very helpful because if you, if you get, have a charge that you didn't make, then, you know, you can, uh, you can dispute that charge. All right, our last call of the day is going to go to Jerry in Brookhaven, who has a comment about uh, President-elect Donald Trump. Good morning, Jerry. What do you have for us? 
Hey, I just got one comment. It's kind of a we, they comment, and it it goes like this. I think we should support this president unlike the way they supported our president. That's all I have to say. Hmm. All right. Last call. Thank you, Jer. We appreciate it. Uh, So, Professor Gershon, uh, I guess just to kind of wrap things up, we've had uh, lots of different comments today. Uh, One caller said that, you know, president-elect is going to be the president, so you should just support them. Uh, Others say they they respect uh, lawmakers' rights to not attend the inauguration and and not support uh, President Trump. But uh, overall, we have about a minute, Professor Gershon. What what are your thoughts on this? Do you think it is important to kind of uphold this idea of the peaceful transition of power uh, just to to get some kind of harmony uh, going into the next four years? Well, I think it's in all of our best interest to try to to figure out how we can all work together. Um, I I agree with what Jerry said. I think there was a lot of nasty stuff said about the previous president. Um, And, you know, now, uh, but that that didn't get us anywhere. Uh, And it really doesn't help us as a country move forward. It didn't help Congress work together. We've We've got to get some adults in our leadership who are willing to work together and help solve some of the problems facing this country without so much rhetoric. All right. And um, your thoughts on where people should go, consumers in particular, when they have uh, some kind of consumer complaints, uh, where should folks in, in Mississippi go to report these things? Well, go to the attorney general's website. There is a consumer uh, protection division. You can file a complaint there. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission also has a website. The FTC website is really helpful, has a lot of good consumer information. And also the American Bar Association website has some, some great consumer information, all of which we we talked a little bit about today. All right. Well, Professor Gerson, thank you so much for being on today and lending your legal expertise. We really appreciate it. Uh, to everyone who called, we appreciate it. If you didn't get to call, send an email to legalterms at mpbonline.org. Sam Wells was our board operator. Kevin Farrell was our call screener. Stay tuned. Southern Remedy, uh, Relatively Speaking, with Dr. Susan Buttress is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.